evoking magic of the everyday wonderment of life and death, one bitch at a time. Step inside, bewitch seance. Episode, Amor de mi vida. Parte dos. start we're just gonna take the next 10 minutes to sit in silence and find your breath and you hear the sounds around you and once you have a sense of your breath moving the sensation down to your feet and making your way up.
can keep your eyes closed or you can fixate your eyes on the window and the trees and the sky and the life that is waking up outside. Hmm. So right now we're tucked away we Luca la Bruja you can hear the wind the rustling in the leaves she just picked up as soon as we started you could hear the eagle and the color in the sky right now is fucking unreal The sun rising and Schnuck the wizard joins me this morning. <laughs> Tucked away in his blanket, both of us still in our jammies, waking up on this beautifully warm autumn morning with some tea and candles and I just I wanted to say thank you for taking the time in the midst of a lot of shit that's going on for you right now I really appreciate you making space for this and the reason I wanted to ask you particularly was because today it was an exploration of what it looks like when somebody says the love of my life, el amor de mi vida, and I find myself seated next to that and also next to you, Schnook, this incredible wizard that I get to share my life with and co-create with and go through difficulties with and go through like roughness of our comfort zone and still going through the like holding space for each other through that um and regardless of how difficult it gets like yesterday because yesterday was rough like there was an attempt for this to happen and everybody was triggered and I found it absolutely fascinating that like I was experiencing this with my partner with my like life partner and how something <laughs> so simple as like sitting down and talking became this like seemingly very complex and complicated um yeah sort of very traumatic thing from from both ends um but in spite of that fire 
and one of the many reasons why I love you and I care so much about you as a human is your willingness to like burn with me through shit like that and then sit with it and then talk about it and then apologize on each ends and like yeah you took time for yourself yesterday which I know in the moment probably didn't seem like something you wanted to do let alone alone but you did it and I know even at the end of the day it was kind of like oh what a waste of time but the importance that of doing that for yourself and waking up this morning from the fucking ashes after that fire and your willingness to be like okay I'm gonna sit here with you even though I have to step into something right after this something that I don't want to do the like fucking matrix world of work and we're gonna try this again you you choosing yourself like you did yesterday you choosing and doing what you knew even though it wouldn't essentially maybe make you feel better in the moment because the mind is powerful and I'm sure even though like jumping into that cold water that, that you did for yourself gave you a moment of now it's very easy that once you step out of the water you go back into monkey brain but the whole point is that you made the choice and you stepped into the decision of going out with people that care about you but more importantly that you care about yourself and you went and you did it and you came back not only did you come back after being exhausted you made dinner for us and and then you were very clear about the fact that you weren't in a space to play and as heartbreaking and as frustrating as I was about that I completely fucking understood and I completely fucking respected that that you took time for yourself you made tea you just like chilled in bed and you went to sleep and it, you know it was a really fucking rough night but you took care of yourself and that's the whole fucking point and that's the reason why I find a lot of gratitude for the fact that I get to share this life with you I know obviously you know we all know one of the hardest things as a human especially when we're involved in the drama and the emotion and that always comes with another human like another human and another human equals drama um, and that's just part of our experience here but you're constantly reminding me and showing me ways that I need to show up for myself because the more I show up for myself the more I can show up for you not the other way around definitely not the other way around and I don't know why I don't know <laughs> I don't know why but I also do know why because you can't fill you can't fill somebody else's cup if you haven't filled your own. So I wanted to have you on here today to ask you what what it looks like when you take those steps even though 
you may not acknowledge them straight away or give yourself credit for them. But the process of your healing has been ongoing and it continues as all of ours does, do, continue. Um, yeah, and I, I'm just curious to know what your love story looks like with yourself. Like, we have a love story, and I think our love story is absolutely amazing and fucking magical. And I'm curious to know what, when you think about El Amor de Tu Vida and your own narrative, what's the love story you have with yourself? I'm sure that this is the case for most people. Um, the monkey brain the voice in the back of the head that speaks um, I know that it speaks differently for everyone um, but the overarching theme I see is that at every point at every turn throughout my entire life there's been the voice and it's telling something tells me something about how the world works and what I am within the world and um, if I look back at the moments of decision making through my life I can see that every single time there is that voice um, and often the voice itself is not it has not been a kind voice it's um Yeah, the, the overarching theme is that the voice has not been kind. And um, as a result of it not being kind and often being uh, quite um, like putting me down, I see how much of an impact that has had on my confidence in myself um, to be able to trust myself to make the right decision trust myself to to be able to do something trust myself to be able to do it in a way that I see other people doing things um, Yeah, and the process of loving myself is like um, finding the self underneath the voice. Um, the self that is like beyond the need um, for that voice even like matter um, there is like an underneathness to to the to to everything um, that I would consider God which is um, more powerful than 
than any voice could ever be. Uh, and that's why I find meditation so powerful is because meditation is simply looking at that, uh, that underneathness um, and observing what is the intuition that you have, the core belief systems that you hold, um, as well as this like, uh, yeah, the, the presence of like, um, I trust myself and I can literally do anything but I just have to actually be with the moment and actually make and actually do something. Um, and that is what I think loving yourself is, is like allowing yourself to listen to that beyond the voice that is telling you, whether it's you telling yourself or someone else telling you that you can't do something or that like, I don't want to do this or whatever else it is that's, that's blocking you from actually stepping up and being like, I know, I know what I need to do. Um, it's really, really hard though, um, to keep that up. And I think that's where the training of meditation comes in, which is, which is, um, it's really, it's really, I find it really difficult to continue looking after myself for long periods of time because it's like the cloud descends and it becomes difficult to keep focusing on that thing that you know is underneath the voice and the voice starts to get louder and louder and then things get more and more stressful and confusing and I find myself not looking after myself again the same old ragged drum to beat being like okay I have to I have to try and find my way back to the under the voice do you remember when in your life that became paramount where it was like okay I clearly can't put everything else before me I have to put myself first and like what has that balanced yeah, how, what has that, finding that balance look like from when you found it up, up until now? How do you put that into your daily ritual? Um, yeah, as I said, it, it tends to swing, but I have found that like at a core level, if I look after myself properly, then then I'm able to make better decisions, um, like be more present, be, enjoy life more, enjoy the people around me more. Um, so, so it's like an acceptance of if I don't look after myself, then, then I'm choosing to, uh, go deeper into, into not looking after myself. There's, there's an upward spiral and there's a downward spiral. And if I'm choosing the downward spiral, then I have to accept that that's, that's where I want to go. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I don't really ever want to go there. I don't think that it, anybody wants to go downward spiraling forever. Um, well, certainly I don't. And so at some point, always there is this like, okay, well, I have to shift back into the other gear because I'm seeing myself spiraling downwards. Um, and that's been there since the start, actually. That's always been there. For me, there's always been this like push and pull of like something, the monkey brain, the like, yeah, the one part of my brain being like, let's go down. And the other part being like, no, I'm going to pull. I'm not interested in that. And I'm going to keep pulling you back up. But it's always been there. Yeah. At what point in your life was that, was that shifted where it was, because a lot of the times we, we come up with the, like, also the thing of like the victim, right? Like we are a victim to our circumstances versus acceptance of the circumstances and being able to adapt into them. So when did you put the tools of meditation, of like exercise, of eating healthy, of having tea, of like contemplation in nature all these things when when was that something that like little by little started trickling into your life and started shifting your monkey mind into a more like does that make sense mm -hmm. i kind of see it as like um like how deep did I go into the downward spiral and how up, how high did I go with the upward spiral? Um, that changes through, has changed through my life. So there were, there have been points when as a child, I did, I definitely ended up spiraling pretty deep. Um, as you said, because there wasn't the like ability to to like look after myself, and there was some extent. There was like the ability to go for a walk, and there was the ability to like, yeah. But I didn't have the tools and the un and the like understanding of like what it is to meditate, what it is to eat well, what it is to like exercise, and none of that was taught to me as a child. So. Um, so then when like I, I was able to step outside of my family home and like start to learn about some of these things, um, there's like the, the, first of all, there's the understanding and the, and the learning about what these things are and actually starting to practice them and seeing the, the benefit of what they bring, um, which is like unexplainable a lot of the time it's just like well this just this just seems to work you know? um, and in that equation right that's the trippy part it's like yeah. from you out not from out you mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then there was this like i see keep seeing myself spiraling down 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 and then being like okay i'm gonna pull myself up and that being an exhausting process, mm. which, um, which 
I think maturation or certainly one of the aspects of being a mature adult is like learning how to try and keep things more in balance rather than have big big swings up and down um like I don't know whether I would I've definitely been diagnosed with various things through my life and and I've often thought of whether bipolar was a thing that that like I would be diagnosed if I went and asked a doctor am I bipolar and whether that would be something they would say yes you are bipolar but um but I've definitely noticed that like my swings can be pretty hard and I mean to the point of literally suicidal beyond thoughts like wanting to take action and then a few months later being like feeling like I'm on top of the world and um and like nothing can touch me and like that has all the characteristics of a bipolar swing and it's like okay I could take pills for that and I could try to like um try to like keep that under control through medication uh which always has felt very um synthetic and like surface level top top down dealing with the problem mm. um rather than like what is this what am i avoiding here mm. um like what is what is this if it you can put a word bipolar on it um and like there definitely is extreme levels of that 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 it makes it incredibly difficult to function as a as a human being um which i sympathize with and i yeah i i try nowadays to be careful not to like be like well bipolar is just simply solvable through meditation um but for for me personally i see how like if I don't choose to go down the medication route, then what am I doing to try and stabilize that in my life? And I do think the waves are a lot less intense. At least they are most of the time. Um, because of these practices and because of... Yeah, the like sacrifices that you have to make in order to keep yourself healthy in a world that is not healthy. Um, in order to keep yourself healthy in a world that is not built for human beings in their like at their core needs need level mm. especially yeah yeah I, I see how misaligned my life is with my biology and I see how much that has an impact on the on the swings so then what tools do I have available to try and keep it under control as much as possible and I and that is self-love for sure because I see how damaging it is to swing really fucking hard is it to keep it under control or to flow with it I feel with the the tools uh that you're referring to specifically in terms of like meditation and exercising and sort of being in those um in those bliss states which are like those those very like in the moment of now states I think it's like a martial art Ah, that's what I mean. So it's like a flowing instead of being like, ah, okay, it's a, it's like a, you, you can feel the sensation 
but you also know how to move through it versus yeah. it becoming like debilitating and then so heavy that you spiral downwards. And just knocking you off your feet. It's, yes. It's, yeah. It's like a martial. I mean. Yes, yeah, like I, a martial art. Exactly. The way I used. I mean, Fucking I used tai to. Chi and shit. Yeah, I used to describe it as one of those like tight ropes where you have to try and like climb on and keep you safe, this stable, and then if you fall off, you get back on again. But mm. I do think it's. I do think it's more like a martial art where it's. Um, like yeah you you feel the energy going through you but you feel grounded enough to be to know that your feet are like safely on the ground in a way that allows that energy not to just knock you over um yeah like earth bending i guess mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and yeah i think if you don't train every day to deal with the ups and downs of life and the crazy things that hit you from different angles then you end up swinging you end up falling on your ass a lot yeah and with all of the the way that you've yeah the way you're applying these things and going through the downward spirals upward spirals and everything in fucking between i feel like a lot of a, gr- a lot of us definitely and with the disney bullshit out there and everything grew up with this idea of romantic love or the love of your life being somebody else mm-hmm. and so far we've shared i don't know how many lifetimes together but even though we're sharing this life together at the end of the day you are your own love of your life and i am my own love of my life and we are sharing like i feel like we already kind of have a um a relationship going on with more than one person because of the love we share for ourselves and then with each other so is it hard for you to pick yourself over me, for example, a lot of the times when we're sharing space because we live together, because we're married, because um, we live in a little hobbit house? Da-da-da-da. Yeah. Um, when I was in my teens I definitely wanted like I was a very I was very lonely um I definitely wanted like somebody there to like comfort me uh and like a soulmate as well like somebody that like I could exactly as the as Disney portrays like somebody to to make things a little bit easier mm-hmm. um, and I found that actually the opposite happened that every time like I would open my heart up to someone it would be like shut down in an incredibly painful way so I grew this like uh, yeah the, the bitterness of like well yeah I just I felt very bitter about romantic love for a long time and then I noticed how, like, I portrayed a lot of my love um, when I did start to have partners. I um, would try to please them because um, I felt guilty a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just a lot of guilt around uh, not making them feel good all the time and I think that comes a lot from the way that I felt guilty around my parents all the time um, I felt like I needed to serve otherwise uh, yeah otherwise I wouldn't be loved I guess I needed to like make the other person feel good otherwise I wouldn't be loved and uh, there was definitely a projection of like I need to protect myself from being hurt by making this other person need me mm. um, and like ignore what I want and just try and make it like secure through making someone else need me I guess alongside all the comfort that comes with like wrapping myself around someone and being like okay well now it's safe and now I don't need to worry about things because there's someone looking after me um, but there was also this bitterness mixed up with all of that and it took me a, you know, a very long time to try and realise that it wasn't really about anyone else um, and I'm still going through that process of like I, when I'm clear minded when the monkey mind isn't there I can see how it's not about anyone else very clearly um, and that other people are just other souls that we pass in our boat on the mm. on the ocean, just like ah, okay, we can, we're together for a bit, and then we go our separate ways. Um, and we like learn in the process of that that like we don't, in the same way as the boats don't own each other, we don't own each other, um, and to try and enjoy that fact that there is other boats on the ocean hmm. um and that's that's becomes easier in when i'm not triggered and not you know feeling the monkey brain has taken over um but when it does take over then i become very like yeah the same things as, as when i was when i was a teenager i guess i'm sure before teenager as well but that was when i started to have romantic feelings and romantic relationships and um, that was when I started to you know to believe that someone else could look after me <laughs> and what did your romantic relationships look like from like wanting sort of the the romantic love of uh of somebody taking care of you versus uh yeah versus stepping into like loving yourself how has that shifted in 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 your romantic dynamics i would say that i uh i'm able to look after myself a lot a lot better than i used to be able to um and to be able to step out of things when i need to um yeah i just i also just have less attachment to romantic relationships and like the idea that they need to um, they need to be a certain way in order to be healthy and but it's still a process and I'm still trying to unwrap a lot of the a lot of the ideas that were taught to me and a lot of the ideas that I, assumptions that I made um, yeah and a lot of the like comfort that I try to find in in relationships in general I do find it fascinating when um like when people take it 
personally like I can't believe you put yourself before me and it's like I, I wouldn't expect anything less from you I would not expect anything less from you than being able to put yourself first um and I think that's something that's very very difficult for people to swallow in general because they think it's about like you you know them not caring enough or blah 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 so um yeah there's like a an entirely new dynamic of like spending all the time that I have with someone else in the in the room mm -hmm. so that's like beyond the normal marriage that most people have um where you know one goes to work and one goes to another work or whatever and you see each other for dinner and then like that's it so um there's like a yeah there's an intensity to that 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 is like how well i have to be able to look after myself because um some of the time because we're when together all of the time so um there has to be boundaries that um yeah i guess and on top of that we've also hit a pandemic and uh, um and we've moved out of the country that that we both came from um so there's like even more of an isolation and even more of a like well uh, we we are together most of the time in a physical space so yeah so I, I'm finding it difficult I find it difficult to untangle like what is the difficulty of being married to someone and trying to make sure that you give yourself space and give and take care of yourself versus yeah. like what is it to spend it, all your time with anyone um, what is it to share space with anyone all the time regardless of whether you're married or your friends or your parents yeah daughter or whatever But I, I, of course I see the value of like stepping away from each other when we need to and taking care of ourselves in the way that we need to because if we can't take care of ourselves when we're together then we're fucked because we're together all the time. <laughs> yeah. Are we going into a therapy session? <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> 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 How do you feel about the marriage? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I guess I was just more curious to know about... Um, I, I wanted to just hear more story about, like, about yourself in terms of, like, if there was, you know, one night when you were at uni and you were heartbroken and then all of a sudden you were like, man, fuck this, I'm going to start stop putting bitches first and then, like you went and you like cycled for from here to Timbuktu and and then I don't know you know like Nepal like Nepal going to Vipassana was like a very clear story in your life where you were like enough bullshit I don't even know what I'm stepping into but it's a fucking 10 day and I'm just gonna go balls out and do it like that is a clear, that is a clear story. That is like a clear point in your life that happened where it was like, I'm putting myself first. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and even after that, it was like very difficult for you because it was something you had to apply. And, but even like later when we met and we went to Vipassana, it was like, 
Yeah. If I fully just not did, again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I trust this place is gonna do one on you though. <laughs> I think it's already started. Yeah. Although I did lose a bet of two weeks and you'd have your shirt off hat and well that's you've been wearing your flip flops everywhere. Thank you, Schnook, for um, for taking time to talk with me this morning. I do really like your name, Schnookwiz. <laughs> I'm finding it difficult to find this question. Um, uh. Do you just want an answer? <laughs> no. Okay. That seems silly. Maybe. 42. <laughs> How should... How should I and we collective take care of ourselves? Um and love ourselves fully in a uh, in a space where a lot of the things that were available to us aren't available to us anymore okay like intimacy like um with uh, you know with the people that we love um like being able to go to the gym in a way that's not with a mask on Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. There's a whole different transition of taking care of yourself that a lot of the ways that I used to take care of myself are not available anymore. Not in the same form anyway. This one? Sure, that one. This one? That Which one? one? <laughs> this one no. okay this one yeah just want to make sure it's the one you said the six of swords the ship of the dead departure adventure introspection research daring fuck yes and that's what I was saying. I love how everything comes full circle because we were talking about amor de la vida, de tu vida, the love of your life, and how that comes back at the end of the day to your inner world, to your inner introspection, intro inner. And that's the card that you pulled. The ship of the dead, which is very, I mean, where we all are right now on a global, universal space. Now that is the sunshine I was waiting for. 
dude, look at that light. Look how the gold is like shining through the trees. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and the ship of the dead. And it is a departure. Stepping into yourself and loving yourself is a departure. It's a departure of your old life. It's a departure of your story. It's a departure of the ideas of what people thought you were. It's a departure of your identity, your world. Da, 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 da. Loving yourself is a departure of breaking down the bullshit that constructed your world versus you constructing yours. It's fucking hard. It's Bilbo, yeah, it's totally Bilbo Baggins. And Frodo getting on, on the ship with Arwen. You know? The ship of the dead. Thank you for playing. Until our next spiraling Sunday. Stay fucking weird, bitches.